Under the leadership of that haughty woodsman, Daniel Boone, a large party set out for the new land, Kentucky. Where else comes to be pretty like me? I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have I told you you people are crazy? This is Old Kentucky Tales, the only podcast that solemnly swears that we've never been investigated by a member of the Kennedy family. We've investigated a few of them, but it's never been the other way around. Today's title is Bluegrass Vegas Vibes. I am your host, Brent Taylor. Across the way is the man who always has his say, Jason Donner. Uh, Have we ever talked about the Kennedys? A little bit. We we? We had the Kennedy ad... Oh, okay. We, we he did? specifically oh, had a Kentucky couple, and he was talking to them. Oh, that's right. Kind yeah, of a long-form ad. For the run, yeah. But we've never gotten into them. Is that what, what this really is? Nope. Is this Sorry one of your scams? You. <laughs> this is a totally you different. You brought it up. <laughs> uh, well, actually, they've got one little connection in there at okay. the very end. And yeah. so you'll have to so stick just tight kinda, for the whole episode, and then you'll figure out you're just using them what's going to on. promote yes. your show. 100% correct. In this episode of Old Kentucky Tales, our main event will examine Kentucky's gambling and vice scene in the mid-20th century. And along the way, don't forget to support the fake history sponsors who who support Old Kentucky Tales. The products are real, only the sponsorship is fake. Mm-hmm. Good. The, the pipe. The pipe. Yep, that's a different thing when so you, you talk about smoking. Smoking pipes. When was sure. the last time you saw someone smoke a pipe? Granddad had to be granddad. Grandpa. Yeah, yeah I had a grandpa grandfather who did that. Had lots of pipes. Yeah, I didn't he had see a, it he had a case a lot. of pipes. Yeah, it was something he had, and I guess would do. But it was, and you know, you, you look at them, you play with them. Yeah. It's almost like smoking is like it's like more acceptable. I don't know because it's old fashioned. The twentieth it century. Look, it's not as judgy as those cigarettes. No, I mean now. <laughs> oh, now. I mean, you look like kind. Of, one time, I, I did see someone do it. He was like seventeen, smoking a pipe. <laughs> and now, it, just it gonna was, go retro. And it was a real like wooden pipe. Was it yeah. like a vape pipe or something? No, no, it was. <laughs> it was designed to look like. I the, think he was doing a thing. Yeah, you know, it was an affectation of like. Hey, look at me. I smoke a pipe like the 50s. It's a conversation piece. Like, hey, right. uh, I noticed you're smoking a pipe there. Yeah, it was like uh, sometimes you got to do that <laughs> when you're 18. You stand around the corner flipping a coin and like you're uh, one of those old-fashioned guys. <laughs> you know what? I liked the smell of pipe tobacco what? That's what I was thinking. Why before is it... it gets lit. Okay. Why is that not like regular tobacco? They're putting It's like cherry or something they're putting in it. Are they flavored? It probably, is, I think they all kind of have a flavor. Yeah, that's what I remember sort. smelling it. It's like it's not like a cigarette or cigar smell. It's sweet. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Before you burn it, it's it's. There's definitely <laughs> you you could put it in your house. You know, as a, as some kind of fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you think? I mean, this is like maybe the first way that people smoked, too. I mean, it's through some sort of wooden hole, a thing, you know, rather than paper cigarettes or anything like that. It's definitely the, an old school way old to do school it. Way, yeah. Before the machines could make the cigarette and all that. Yeah, corn That's when cobs. The, the big commercial 
corn kind of cobs. Wave hips. I yeah. don't I understand that. Why corn cobs? They're round, like little round. Maybe it's cylindrical. Is and that you're why? not using it for anything else. True, but yeah. they're like they seem like they might catch on fire pretty easy. How about <laughs> yeah, some mahogany? Yeah, that, Maybe yeah, on, oak. Se- on second thought, you know that might <laughs> be a little, a little combustible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not real sturdy, but anyway, he looks happy. Yep, that was the thing back then. It was indeed. And now for the moment we've all been waiting for. Jason, have you ever heard much about Newport, Kentucky? No. I know it's up there around Cincinnati. Yeah, that's where it it's is. It's on the river. And it's a Newport, I guess. In its heyday, uh-huh. it so. was like the budding pre-Las Vegas yeah, okay. of the East. Yes. Yeah, so... Wide, well, it's wide open, they call it wide open. I've heard that before, too. Yeah, wide, wide open is... Just kind these of... These things are supposed goes. to be... They're supposed to be illegal, but yeah. for some reason it's not being enforced. For whatever reason, that's the town to go to. Yeah. If you want that, right. Yeah, and All so right. that was what was happening circa 1960 in Newport. And 1960? Yeah. I didn't think you were going to say that late. Uh, pretty recent, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> I mean, so, anything goes in 1920... Right, but then <laughs> we're okay. coming out of the other side of uh, I mean, World War II and everything else here. And, feels, yeah. And there, it's a pretty modern scene. Okay. But then it got into all kinds of things going on. Organized crime was trying to move in, and eventually the good times had to come to an end. Yeah. And so organized crime, you think, wasn't in on it. It just kind of happened spontaneously. Yeah, they, they did their own so, they thing. They saw that and like, hey, let's get in on that. Exactly. Or let's just shove all the other awful people out and we'll put in our people. Yeah, but some people called the Cleveland Syndicate. And okay. they noticed that I, all this activity I mean. was yeah, happening. Yeah, like, right. let's, let's get involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's take these people's money yeah. and uh, make them accept it. So this is kind of right at the peak of it all, just before it all collapsed. Hmm. And what you've got here is some national exposure in the big media. This is... Oh, it's an article about Newport? Yes. And it's in Time Magazine, which oh. in the 20th century was a really, really big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Talking to people in the future. <laughs> there was this thing. <laughs> magazines. Yeah, kind of heading that way, right? Newspapers and God, magazines. It sounds so old, though, talking about how there are no magazines. Yeah. Hmm. It's one of those things that's kind of ridden off into the sunset. Yep. Let's see what they had to say about Newport. There has rarely been any problem about betting a buck or buying a babe in Newport, Kentucky. A red brick town, just a nine-minute $1.35 cab ride, those were the days, across the Ohio River from Cincinnati. So that's kind of the thing, right? You're near a population center, and that's going to allow the the fresh money to come in and Mm -hmm. everything else. The town's traditions trace back to the female followers who camped around the local U.S. Army barracks in the 19th century. And that's kind of a fun story. You probably know this one already, Jason. <laughs> really? Yeah. What's so, a female follower exactly? You mean um, <laughs> we're talking about ladies of ill repute? That's what they're suggesting here. That followed and, around where the barracks would set up. Yes. And in particular, there was one army that was notorious for this. And that was the army really? of General Joseph Hooker. Okay. And henceforth... No. Yes. Really? Henceforth, 
He was got so a new associated name. with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get us a hooker. We, Meaning yeah. get us a thing that this general always seems to have around. Exactly right. That's, a, that's <laughs> where know. all this stuff comes I'm from. I'm restating right? what you said. <laughs> You'll just have to trust it. Right? I'm sure he was a nice guy. <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, I don't those, know what I want to say. Those generals are that funny. That might bite me later, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't like that not general. Bite. And so now you're in real trouble. Yeah. But uh, I think you're safe with uh, with Hooker. I don't I don't think you'll have any kind of trouble there. <laughs> you picked the topic, man. <laughs> Since then, Newport has developed such a gaudy brand of gambling and yeah. prostitution uh-huh. that it stands today as one of the nation's most blatant sin centers. Okay. How about that? Sin center. Sin center. That's kind of a, a fun, alliterative sin way to describe yeah. this. So what's Vegas at this time? All Vegas is going on. It's all legal. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the. I mean, there's uh, gambling, of course. I guess they're kind of they're kind of on the rise out in the west, and then yeah. you had yeah. Newport over here in the east. And there were actually several towns in Kentucky that were like this. Henderson was like this a little bit, on a smaller scale. Really? Okay. Yeah, they had How a. Do you uh, know all these things. Uh, that was kind of a big deal in Henderson. It was uh, tro- the Tropicana Club, uh-huh. and they they uh, it was a right. At, it's funny. It's part of Kentucky is across the Ohio River connected to Indiana. Really? Yeah, I think there was some kind of earthquake or something that changed oh, like, later. the line okay. or whatever. But anyway, it was it was right there. Yeah. It was the same situation. You were on the river near a population center, uh-huh. and they just had this casino there. Yeah, yeah. And, All right, uh, and that I'm was sorry. a fun one. That was a fun one too because they had a they had a spot outside reserved for the sheriff. Look at Todd so intent in there. Are you about to talk? I'm dragging this out too much. Oh, okay. <laughs> He looked yeah. like you had something to say. Well, he might. We'll just have to see if he if he <laughs> can chip in at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thoughtful Newport grocers used to keep stools handy so the local tots could climb up to play the slot machines. That's Jason's favorite part. Well, I mean, I, it's probably happened. It's Kid, adorable, really. Well, kids like what that if it kind paid of thing. off? It's a it's a game, right? I guess, yeah. I guess Gambling. If, if, they, I'm a f- yeah. if it paid off, they had some money for gum. Cincinnati high school kids came roistering across the river to take advantage of the whorehouse specials. One dollar for the prostitute, one dollar for the madam. I see that makes no sense to me at all. Why, Why is, is it the same? I guess uh, they split it 50-50. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought you meant the prostitute was one dollar. But if you wanted the madam, she was still just one dollar. Don't think that's exactly what you the mean. Special you split is. it. Now it makes a lot more sense. That's her cut. Right. That's a horrible person. That's a that's a big cut, right? Fifty percent um, for the yeah yeah well, plus for the awful awful business she has. When one statistics-minded citizen clocked the trade at Newport's biggest brothel, uh-huh. so they used to actually do this, like the people who want to shut these places down, right, they there go watching. and observe. Yeah, how many people yeah. in and out? Right. Tots and everybody. He discovered that the 11 girls averaged a new customer every seven Ugh. minutes from noon Saturday. That is nasty. Until 6 a.m. the okay. following Monday. That can't be right. <laughs> you, you think that you think uh, it was longer than that's seven for minutes? Lunch? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Okay. So this is a littler town than Cincinnati, of course. Yes. All right. So it's kind of like they're just a... Little place that they little get to ri- go to and do what they town. do and go back to Cincinnati. Correct. Yeah. 
The town had its spattering of killings, but they were generally shrugged off as self-defense. One Easterner was shot in self-defense while sound asleep. He was planning something, though. <laughs> had to, what does that had to mean? get him first, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Still, this, is not, this sounds like the Old West. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It, if I said 1861, yeah, I think you would have like, believed sure. it. Oh, okay. But this is 1961. Go for it. Child labor, whatever you want. But not 1961. <laughs> we figured that out. Right. Okay. Wide open, though. Wide open. Yeah. Kennedy's. <laughs> We're is this going to, to Kennedy's? Guys. Yes, it will. Okay. He's president. As the years passed, Newport, like any limited industry town, hustled to keep up with the times. Newporters claimed that the paramutual machine was developed there. Gamblers from coast to coast discovered that Newport was a place where they could lay off their bets. That is, get well-heeled Newport gamblers Mm -hmm. who would cover all or parts of bets too big for the ordinary bookie to handle. Yeah. So these are like the really big bets. Mm -hmm. You're going to put a lot of money on it. I like that phrase, well-heeled, you know, just that you have a lot of money. That's just a good old-fashioned phrase. Yeah, we like like those uh, old slang terms. Some 45 phone lines run into the Tropicana Club. Yeah, that tells you something. Where the layoff headquarters is in room 315. One bar accepts as much as $75,000 a day in layoff bets alone. And remember, that's before the inflation hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's in 61. Yeah, so you know, you're, you're, you're out there getting um, fries for 25 cents and whatever. Yeah. yeah. In all, Newport's take from gambling and other forms of associated vice now amounts to $25 million a year. Though the price has soared to $20... Prostitution is still so common that bartenders seldom go through the formality of selling a customer a drink, and they merely shrug, the Uh, girls are upstairs. So that's the front, right? It's a bar. Right. You go in, order a drink, give a wink to the bartender. (laughs) Wait around awkwardly for a few (laughs) minutes, and then uh, the girls are upstairs, he says. A man can still lose his wad in the gambling joints that wink with neon along York and Monmouth Streets and glow softly in the bottom land down by the river. And though three whorehouses... <laughs> what? what? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got confused on some of the wording there that you s- select on purpose. A wink of, with the neon in the... Okay. Uh, yeah, there, it's like a rhetorical flourish, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Newport's police still look on their town with innocent eyes. Here's what? a quote. No, they don't. I never seen gambling at the Tropicana. <laughs> Detective Pat Ciarfordini has testified. Not me. <laughs> As for clear off or layoff betting or whatever you call it, I don't know nothing about it. Yeah. End quote. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> never seen it. Yeah. Okay. He knows what how to talk. That's correct. Now, there were also some people who wanted to clean all this up. And that's where this is going to go next. Of course, Newport has its share of reform-minded citizens. Inevitably, they have launched many a reform movement with little success. The reformers don't stay around here, says lawyer Daniel W. Davies. They catch too much hell from the merchants. Everybody expects a little gambling, a little vice. Everybody's liberal around here. So what's going to happen is Mm -hmm. you say, I want to clean everything up. And we're going to get our town back. Mm-hmm. 
And then all the people who have slot machines in their grocery store. And everything that goes with it, people just coming over. And they say, look, we can't afford to lose all this income. It's out-of-state money, so it's like twice as good as regular money. So they don't want you to clean it up at all. So they run those people out of town. Right. And here's how you can run somebody out of town, or at least ruin them. (laughs) Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Last week, a Latter-day reformer was about to be liberalized out of business before he even got started. (laughs) He was George Ratterman, 34, father of eight, and a one-time T-formation quarterback who was a bench-riding substitute for Johnny Lujak at Notre Dame. Then for Otto Graham on the National Football League's Cleveland Browns. So this is a celebrity face for the movement to clean up the gambling. Okay, so he's going to go in, clean it up for the family, knock some heads around. Right. Although in his playing days he had never been noted for confining his antics to the football field, Ratterman was thrust forward as the candidate for sheriff by a local reform group called the Committee of 500. But a fortnight ago... Can you believe they were still using the term Fortnite yeah. in 1961? What is that again? Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah, so two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Newport's cops found Ratterman ah. bedded down with a stripper named April. That's not Parentheses, right quote, I'm an exotic dancer, uh-huh. end quote. Flowers. April Flowers is her name. In room 314. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> of the Tropicana. <laughs> right. So now he's over there. Uh, yeah. Or, well, he lives in the town. He's going to clean it up, but then now he's at the Tropicana. Right. But there's a twist. Oh. So there's a controversy about that part of it. This week, April testified that Ratterman was trying to complete a pass. You like that pun there? When the yeah. cops showed up, <laughs> uh-huh. Ratterman maintained that he had been <laughs> drugged and framed. Sure. So that... he says... That, that they knew that he's the reform guy. Totally possible. They catch him off guard. Right. They throw him into some room. They stick April flowers in Chloroform. there. Take a bunch of pictures conveniently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that's the end of the reform movement. It's a good plan. I mean, very possible that that's what happened. I think somebody like that would go to those lengths to protect their industry. Yeah. So Just he's at least got a... something plausible there, even though it sounds kind of outrageous. Yeah. They might still get up to something like that. It was a setup, Your Honor. (laughs) Hard to prove in court, right? (laughs) After a trial of five days, he was cleared on evidence that April's lawyer had been involved in a plan to photograph an unidentified man at the Tropicana under circumstances suspiciously similar to those that plagued Ratterman. So apparently they had a pattern of this. okay. All right. This week, a county grand jury will start poking into Newport, and next month... A federal grand jury Mm. in Lexington will take up the chase with the backing of Attorney General Robert Kennedy himself. Yes. So the Justice Department. Yeah. And they're going to go in there and try to clean all this stuff up, too. And before you know it, they've got all these police busts. and Yeah, it's getting too much attention now. Right, and there's a bunch of photos of it. And and then one of the things that really did this in, it was called the Beverly Hills Supper Club Fire. Uh Uh-huh. And that was one of the casinos. They had several of these casinos. And that was one of them. And one night, all the doors get locked, and the place gets set on fire. And it's all this organized crime stuff. Yeah, they're just taking out the competition. Yeah, and and so at that point, you know, setting examples and whatever, at that point, it's like, okay, 
the jig is up and maybe this isn't what we want. And eventually, Newport's just a regular town. Yeah, gets cleaned up. Whatever happened to Ratterman? Did he go on to do anything? Or you didn't look Apparently, that's the end of the story, right? <laughs> With Ratterman. Well, he did something. <laughs> Probably went on to obscurity because yeah. at 34, the playing days are over and all that kind of stuff. So let's pay a few bills while we're at it, Jason. We just took down Newport. Hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> just a little old history. <laughs> yeah, not as old as we thought, 60 years right? ago. Well, I didn't, yeah, but yeah. still 60 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, what you going to pay some bills? Yeah. Man, I'm off my game here. How long has it been since I've seen you? It's probably been a very, very long time. Like in this room. Time. I saw yeah. you like yesterday. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in this setting, though, it has in been this, a while. Like, yeah, since you know, we it, recorded? It might say episode six or whatever, but, but there's been, been a long time yeah. in between the two episodes. And yeah, we've aged. That's the kind of stuff that happens in the in between, right? Uh-huh. The behind the scenes the point is, of I'm old like, Kentucky Tales. Yeah, just, okay. Well, let's pay the bills. While yeah, we've it, done... Right? We've done better, Brent. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> we're, we're phoning it in on this one. Yeah. Our sponsor for this part of the program is Stern's Electric Rat and Roach Paste. There you go. Now it's picking up. <laughs> Look out for fire. Rats cause many a fire by gnawing matches. If you have rats or <laughs> mice in the house, barn or the store, get rid of them. With Stern's electric rat and roach paste. I no. don't believe this. Do you believe this? Uh, so the rat <laughs> chews up the little red part. Yeah. And it ignites. Boom. And then, it, then it, it catches the box. It catches and the, then once it catches the box, there go all the other the matches. What's the rat going to do? No <laughs> rat's going to do that. I mean, that's a rat funny. might chew something like that, they but I don't, chew, yeah, I guess, I don't think that's possible. What are the odds possible. of it? Like, right. Catching on fire enough to We're get, We're going like, to have to do a scientific it, experiment. sitting on hay? What's on it? this? Yeah. I, I just don't even rat. think that could happen. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Even if the uh-uh. thing chews no. it. Have you ever tried to ignite a match without the box? Yeah. It's real, you can't do it. There's his, like, even his teeth are just teeth. Yeah, they're not, like, going to just ignite it. You got to... It's got to be fast. Maybe he's got it in his mouth and he's running. <laughs> and right. he's, like it catches onto an old piece of sandpaper somewhere. Or he's chewing very quickly, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess a kidding night. I'm not trying that on it. What are you going to do? Try it with yourself? Let's uh, chew some matches. Is that what you want to do? Yes. Chew some matches? <laughs> We're going to see if we can ignite a match. <laughs> Using just our teeth. No, I don't think that's possible. I thought no, you were saying I that they chew either. through wires. That's what I'm always afraid of. Uh, Some now that, mouse they, burning they do. my house down because he like, got hungry for wire. That's possible. But they do that stuff. Of course. But this match thing, I just I just don't see that that's possible. Yeah. I'm not know, sure about that right here. Well, yeah, now the picture says that it can happen. He's snapping it in half. He sure is. He's and then stupid. Then he's going, to, he's going to chew the little red part right <laughs> after that. Yeah. Okay, so what's this do now? It's just a, pe- a poison then. <laughs> yeah. Rather, rather than worry about this one in a million chance, poison your rats with this paste. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the electric part is. They never did explain that. It's kind of interesting. Don't though. keep it in the bathroom with the children. <laughs> right, that's true. Either. Yeah, yeah, near the... I don't the... want to have poison paste. No. No, it might not be the very best way to do it. Hey, oh. Brent. Yes. <laughs> We're bringing up stuff. Uh, this is very quick. You know about Lincoln-Douglas debates? 
Okay. I just realized or just found that they actually debated somewhere close to here, Jonesboro, Illinois. Okay. That one of their debates was there. That would make sense we because they crisscrossed with the that. state. Yeah, yeah. They went all. That was the lowest they got, or you know the the most southernmost that they came. Right. We should do something with that sometime. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. You know, we uh, we don't, we always need new show ideas. The debate. So. Should we recreate the whole debate? Uh, ooh. Lincoln there Douglas, you go. The reenactments. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have to figure out who plays which guy, right? Well, I, okay. Well, I want to be Lincoln. Okay. Is that okay? <laughs> That'll be fine. I can be the little giant if that's what you want. The little giant? Is that what his name was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was kind of a short guy, but powerfully yeah. built. Right. So he's the little giant. Yes. We have now turned to the final page of this chapter, thankfully. <laughs> Old Kentucky Tales never fails to return. You can download even more episodes on iTunes or the NPR One app if you like what you hear. Leave a review or rate us. That's actually really good stuff. We uh, kind of like it when we see that. There's some ratings. More yeah, there would are. be good. We really would like to have yeah, more. Yeah, a few more would be nice. Uh, yeah. But we have had some nice stuff there in the past. Write some words, too. Uh, yeah, some nice words. doesn't matter what it is. Does it, can they be bad words? Any, anything to, like, there's someone's breathing out there. Okay, so yeah. negative stuff. So it's kind of like when the dislikes are fueling the popularity yeah. of your video or something. Come to watch the wreck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Special thanks to WKMS, our producer Todd Birdsong, the Paducah School of Art and Design, West Kentucky Community and Technical College, and the rest is history. <laughs>